0: Hello, and welcome to the season one finale of Funny Stuff. Griffin and I have been recording this show for over a year, but we have been uh, releasing episodes for when you're hearing this one full year. I thought next week was our one year. No, this is our one year. This is our one year. I think so. Either way, it's the season finale.
1: Uh, Yes, either way, this this marks our season finale. Uh, There will be no break
0: between season one and season two. No, next week you will have your regularly scheduled program with a little surprise. We'll get into that at the end when we announce what we're going to do next week. But what are we covering this week, Holden? This week, as you should know if you listened last week, we are covering Bo Burnham's Inside, released in 2021. But first, what is your current hyperfixation, Griffin, for the last time of season one? Uh, Well, I'm stuck between two. Okay. One of them I know you don't want to hear about. Is it Transformers? Yes, of course. Okay, what's the other one? Kirby. Kirby. That one I want to hear about more because I like Kirby more also... You've talked about Transformers on the show before multiple granted, times. Multiple times. Granted, it's been a bit of a, a while since you have. I have never to- talked about Kirby, so fuck you. Talk about Kirby. I've, I've, I, I don't. Plus, I don't have anything new to say about Transformers, anyways. They're robots in disguise. They There's are robots in disguise. Not much else to say. But
1: yeah, for whatever reason, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I started very much getting fascinated by fucking Kirby and. Wanting to play. Uh, you know what? It was actually, I was watching uh the Jimquisition by James Stephanie Sterling. And they said that they were doing their post-mortem on the 3DS because that shut down. Um
0: Wait, What do you mean the 3DS shut down?
1: The 3DS eShop is gone now.
0: Oh. And the Wii
1: U. Oh. Uh, and they said that there were two really good Kirby games. And I was like, well, I want to track those down.
0: Mm-hmm. And then from there, just sprung out into a whole fixation on Kirby. Is one of the two good Kirby games they talk about, is it Squeak Squad? No, on the 3DS. Oh, on the 3DS. Oh, right. No, right, the, right, the, right. the two
1: Kirby games that came out, the two mainline Kirby games were Kirby Triple Deluxe. Interesting. And Planet Robobot. Interesting.
0: It's funny that we talk about this, because literally this morning I saw a, a TikTok that I... had to do with kirby um so you know lincoln park right yes you know chester bennington uh may he rest in peace yes um so chester bennington had a very good scream in my opinion um yeah he was a he was a a really good good vocalist for like new metal give or take
1: and lincoln park being good give or take yeah but chester bennington was a a very for, for, talented vocalist. Very talented and very good at what he was doing. Like, right. very
0: good for his genre.
1: Um, So, you know the other guy from Linkin Park? Could not name him if you fucking put a gun to my head, yes. But you know who
0: I'm talking about? Yeah,
1: the rapping dude. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So, either it's a guy, it's either it's him, or a guy who fucking looks <laughs> just like him on TikTok. Um, was a verified account, so I'm thinking it is him. Okay. Um. And it was him, and behind him on, like, a green screen thing was a clip of Kirby, and it was playing a Linkin Park song, and it's just Kirby running, jumping, getting up onto a rock, facing the game's camera, and right as Chester Bennington goes into a huge scream, someone holds down the suck button, so (laughs) it looks like Kirby is
2: screaming.
0: (laughs) And it just, uh... (laughs) It made me laugh. I hope I saved it so I can show it to you later. I very
1: much (laughs) wanna see this. I love stupid shit like that. Mm -hmm. I love I love, love, love editing jokes and things where you can get the timing as perfect as you need it. Like perfectly cut screams.
0: Never knock it out. Oh, you wanna hear an editing joke? Audio editors are so fucking stupid. I'm gonna cut it.
1: Oh boy did I need
0: that laugh? <laughs> so so uh, on that note, how about some context? Sure uh, Bo Burnham is an American musical comedian. Uh, he's been active since 2007, I believe. Uh, he started just by making he started making comedy songs um, for a cousin or a brother someone who was away and he was early early in YouTube. So he would just upload his little comedy songs onto YouTube for his family to watch. And he just kind of blew up from there. He's had then from there he went to record an EP uh called Bofo for Show. B O F O S H O. Bofo <laughs> Show. Um then he released in two thousand eight. Nine, he released a, a a full album which had a lot of the same songs as his EP, um, plus some new ones, um, which was just called Bo Burnham. Mm-hmm. He then released Words, Words, Words. Then he released what? What was his first filmed special? Um, which was on Netflix. We haven't covered that
1: no we have not
0: and then after what he did make happy which we did cover which we did cover and that was his announcement that he was done with comedy he 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 was quitting comedy and he even talks about it in inside and then in 2021 he well in 2020 he started to make inside cuz he in 2020 was thinking about getting back into doing stand up and then a funny thing happened <laughs> Uh, so, then he locked himself in his guest house and made inside over the course of, like, I think it was, like, 18 months. I think he says something about 18 months. Yeah. So. So. It's really fucking good, dude. Yeah. So, let's also preface. Griffin has never seen yeah. inside before. I went
1: in mostly blind. I knew some of the songs i knew all of welcome to the internet cuz it was very catchy yeah um and i apparently I, I knew more songs in full than i thought i did cuz a lot of the songs in this don't have endings they just stop
0: yeah um <laughs> and a lot of the songs uh especially the shorter ones ended up being tiktok sounds yes TikTok that sounds. was my that was my next point
1: yeah um so it was arguably a fucking masterpiece yeah However, it was not funny. Oh, I disagree. It was not very funny.
0: There are parts in That, that, that I think that's are not
1: funny. I'm not saying that the comedy wasn't good or that there wasn't comedy in it or that I didn't laugh because there was and I did. But overall, this is not a funny thing to watch. <laughs> overall, this is not something you watch and you laugh a lot and you um feel good about afterwards. Yeah,
0: so there is there is that. Um, That is a very specific kind of thing. So as a performance art piece, I think that this is really fucking good. As a stand-up special, it's not really stand-up. I mean, he has a song on one of his albums called Ironic, and in it he says... It's a song all about irony. Um, And he he has a line where he's like, yeah, I'm a a stand-up comic, but I always sit and slouch. Isn't that in what? No, that's in in Words, Words, Words. Okay, I'm thinking of something else then. Yeah.
1: Um, Also, I want to... uh, What's the word I'm looking for? I want to shout out a video uh, that is a very different... Point of view you're going to get just from a cultural standpoint called Bo Burnham's Inside and, quote, white liberal performative art, unquote, by the channel FD Signifier on YouTube.
0: I have also watched.
1: I meant to watch this video before we recorded, and I did not because I had a long, challenging weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's a very good. It's very very good. It's very interesting. Uh, especially if, especially if you are white and you know, uh, the the basic argument that he's making from, uh, the description is that it's really good special, but it feels a little bit othering to people of color Mm -hmm. and it feel, and it, a lot of people might say like, oh, this is the, like, this is so approachable, but really it's, uh, it's a little alienating for people who aren't white and Mm -hmm. you know. Our opinions are going to be our opinions. I don't... And informed by the fact that we are white. Let's not get into oh, it, because no, I, I don't...
0: I'm saying... I don't agree with people who say that this is approachable. I think this is the <laughs> you know, least right. approachable stand-up comedy uh, I've ever approachable, seen Approachable was
1: perhaps the wrong word, but... Uh, and we'll get into that in a second. But it's a very good video. If you're a fan of this special, uh, or if you listen to us and want to go watch it, and then watch this video, watch this video. It's very informative. So. So. Dude, I did not feel
0: good watching this special. I mean, yeah, that was the whole thing when it like first came out. Everyone was talking about make sure you're in a good headspace when you watch it cuz it's going to fucking bum you out. Yeah, dude. And that that is true. Um so it's really funny um cuz this is the very extreme end of to like it's it's one side of a coin and the other side has norm mcdonald on it which is very very strange. Okay. Um so norm mcdonald also passed away semi recently. Um he had cancer right and I think he was like terminal before covid and then covid happened so he couldn't keep performing. Um so he recorded his final standup special in his living room. I think he he and it's released on Netflix. We'll probably we'll we'll cover it eventually. Um, just because it's a super interesting kind of uh, special, mm-hmm. um. But so you know, you have that. These are like two spec uh, specials that are filmed in isolation. Yeah, in um, one room. Basically. Early, early COVID. Early COVID. Well, throughout early COVID for, 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 for Bo Burnham. Burnham for Norm Macdonald. I think it was early COVID because he died. I think in twenty twenty.
1: Uh, you might be right on that. Let me see. Or 2021. That does, while I'm bringing this up, that does remind me of uh, something I saw on Tumblr recently where it was about, someone had a, a dream, but they described it as more of a prophetic vision of something called dead tubing, where a YouTuber was like terminally ill, but they, like, bulk recorded a bunch of stuff that they released after they died. And they just kind of, like, made nonchalant methods of, like, yeah, I'm glad I died before this game came out. Uh, stuff like that. And then dead tubing became a whole thing. And then, of course, there was a controversy when one of the dead tubers turned out to be alive. Oh, my God. So, of course. And, and, so, this was a dream, but, like, we should not go knocking on, on doors looking for the devil because we will fucking find him. Uh, Norm McDonald actually died in late 2021. He died in September
0: 2021.
1: Oh, okay. Anyway. This was some of the most depressing shit I've ever seen in my life.
0: Yeah, I made a joke to Griffin because uh, I got myself a, a drink while we were watching it. And I had said I was thinking about grabbing a beer but I'm already taking in one depressant.
1: I am someone who has severe chronic depression. Uh, right. And I medicated and I go to therapy very regularly. Uh, and I've made a lot of strides in my mental health recently. This, this shit, just
0: undid everything.
1: So not, not that it undid everything. <laughs> right, but right, right. Um, very recently, like a week or two ago at work. I decided I was going to list... I had a couple of Green Day songs stuck in my head. Specifically, Jesus of Suburbia from American Idiot. Mm -hmm. And I was obsessed with that album my senior year of high school. For whatever reason, it was like my main hyperfixation at the end of the year. I was super fixated on it. I really got into it. I really liked it. We were obsessed with that album when it came out as well. Also that, but... That was... But... At least for me, that was my introduction to Green Day. My point is... Yeah, it was my introduction to Green Day, too. Uh, My point is, I... Put on that album, I put on that song, and I was transported directly back to
0: 2015.
1: Ew. Yeah, and I it was like it was a little triggering, honestly. Like not anything bad or a panic attack, but like it was just like I am in a different place now. And this was a very similar thing for like the first year
0: of COVID. Mm. Um Yeah, yeah, because I can I can remember it, it was an interesting thing as well like when i watched it cuz i w- i waited like a couple weeks after it was uh new uh so but for most of covid uh well for most of the early covid 2020 and 2021 i was unemployed as was i like a lot of people were um mm-hmm. i did work in the su- the first summer of covid Um, but that job was, I was being overworked and underpaid and I said, fuck it, I'll make more on unemployment. And I did. Um, and then I, I was unemployed for a full year. I was, I was on unemployment. And then Mm -hmm. a few, a few months after that, I didn't lock down like a job that I didn't hate. Um, and I'm now at the movie theater and I've been there ever since, but It was like a day. Like, I had planned it out, like, the week before. I was like, I'm not spending any money during the week before. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to go for a walk around the neighborhood. Get myself outside in the fresh air. I'm going to come inside. I'm going to watch inside. And then I'm going to see how I feel. And whatever I need to do, I will have money from the week just set ready for me to spend. If I want to get door dashed food or if I want to, like do retail therapy I like prepared like so intensely and then it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be um I would also like to throw out there that this is only my second time seeing inside well my point is that like the mania and the
1: claustrophobia and Mm -hmm. I'll admit I spent a lot of time actually outside um and I was lucky enough that uh, my girlfriend was in my bubble and eventually we incorporated milo into our bubble mm-hmm. uh so i wasn't completely alone but that feeling of isolation that that scared feeling and just the utter drain on your mental health that covid was
0: mm-hmm.
1: i mean it was it was the covid 19 pandemic in the first year now it's just Now it's whatever, and the government has essentially decided that it's over, even though it's super not.
0: And a lot of people are just deciding that it's it's, it's becoming more um, endemic.
1: Yeah, but again, this is not the time or place for that. My point is that sitting watching this was as stressful as dealing with COVID-19... In the first year, mm-hmm. it was as stressful as that. Because like, and that was the thing. Like a lot of people were just fucking stressed. Yeah, just um, trying to like. I was just trying to distract myself. Like I, I remember, like I would play as soon as Animal Crossing New Horizons came out. I played that basically every day, and so did I. That feeling, yeah. That feeling of like. I'm doing this to distract myself because if I don't, I'll go crazy. Yeah, come that, that
0: Pokemon, is, that was like all I would play.
1: This was essentially like I need to to keep grounded or else I'll keep, go crazy because this was, you said it was incredibly unapproachable and you are
0: entirely correct. Yeah, um, it, it's, it's really, it's a super unapproachable thing. It's now, a fucking like, bummer. Uh, yeah, and I'm saying all this stuff, but I genuinely, I fucking love this special i think it is so incredibly good i like i don't like little spoilers for the second half of this episode i don't have a least favorite bit at all i
1: don't know how i feel about this special to Mm -hmm. be completely honest just because it was so much Mm -hmm. it was it was just so much and all at once for a solid hour and a half you feel you feel the 18 months of isolation. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering it it, it, it it does get more and more unhinged as it goes on yes, and like and, and then more that and was more the depressing point. as well. Yeah, more unhinged, more depressing because
0: I, this entire thing it's it's there is there's a shift uh halfway through. So there's literally an intermission. Mm-hmm. Um, and after the intermission the songs stop being funny funny. And they just start being depressing. And I think that's pretty smart. I think it's a great way to kind of tell a story. um, Because this whole special is really just the story of how Bo has been feeling within isolation. That's really all it is. Mm -hmm. And this is going to sound like kind of fucking like a fuck you. But I mean this in like a non-dickhead way. Um, inside is an, an incredibly narcissistic stand-up special. Okay. Um, most stand-up is narcissistic. Right. Yes. Um, that's just how it it is. There are there is a significant overlap between being
1: a good cult leader and being a good stand-up com- comedian.
0: Yeah, and I think one of those things is is um, it's the the balance between narcissism and depression. Yeah. Because a lot of comedians, most comedians, honestly. Um, professional comedians are depressed mm-hmm. um, and I do think that a lot of professional comedians are at the very least just a touch narcissistic mm-hmm. um, but there is a difference between self like confidence and narcissism you know a comedian saying I'm a good comic is not narcissistic but a comedian saying I'm the best comic ever is narcissistic it's it's a fine line mm-hmm. Um but yeah i think inside is an, an incredibly narcissistic um special i mean yeah it's him filming himself he did everything himself it's him it's, it's it's him
1: filming himself and showing this work over the course of 18 months it's also him the story of him losing his fucking mind in real time mm-hmm. and it's i'm not going to lie it's a difficult watch it's fucking difficult yeah. to get through, because like I said, it's not funny. It's not that funny. It's pretty funny in the beginning, and there's some stuff that I did get some chuckles, but even then I wasn't like, there weren't any huge belly laps in the beginning, mm-hmm. and then the second half after the intermission is just a total bummer. Yeah. And I don't think that if you are going to, I think if you're going to watch this, I don't think you should go in expecting comedy.
0: Yeah, you should not. You should not.
1: And that was the mistake I made going into this. I was thinking, this is going to be funny. It's going to. It's going to be, Bo Burnham at his most Bo Burnham. It's going to be. Very, uh, uh, uh,
0: uh, satirical.
1: Satirical. No, it's the word I was. Surreal. No, 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 no. Um.
0: Does it start with an S?
1: No. Eclectic. Um. Off color. Fuck, what's the word I'm looking for? Goofy? No. Not goofy. What does it start with? I can't remember. Offbeat. Offbeat. Irreverent? Irreverent! Yes! Irreverent, thank you. Jesus. So it's Bo Burnham. I thought this was going to be Bo Burnham and his most Bo Burnham. Uh, introspective. Irreverent. Some other word that starts with I. Um... But that is not what I got. I thought it was going to be irreverent, <clears throat> introspective, fucking dark, comedic shit, but it was just... It was kind of just darkness. And, yeah, you gotta be in the right headspace to watch this, because I... This... I might not have been in the best headspace to watch it, to be honest, because I just fucking... I, I had panic attacks over this past weekend, if I can get a little personal. um, But it was just... It was, it was rough. It was, it was a it, bit of a slog, honestly, but like,
0: it's definitely a lot um, easier for me. Cause I, I've had, you know, although there were, there were moments where I was like, I got like a little like choked up cause I was like, Oh my God. Like, Oh yeah. Don't get me wrong. I felt a lot of emotions oh yeah. during this whole thing. Um, but there was a moment that I got a little choked up and I was like, Oh um, this like really makes me feel l- like, like I'm 20. This really makes me feel it's, it's crazy. Cause it seems so distant cause things are so different now. Yeah. Um, but you know, when I saw this, I think I was like newly 21. Yeah, probably. Um, cause it came out in 2021, right? Yeah. I think it came out in May of 2021. And I turned 21 in April, um, and I'm 23 now. So like, it was just one of those things, like, even though it came out in 2021, sitting down and watching it, you know, it definitely brought me that feeling of that nervousness of 2020, that kind of, um, Mm -hmm. being shit scared, not Mm -hmm. knowing what's going to happen, um, like I said,
1: it, it, it capitalized. Really was, on it was like, it was a, it's a time capsule. It's it really is. It's a window into the past. It is you are you are transported, and that I, I think that's the thing to keep in mind. However, you felt during twenty twenty, that's probably how you're gonna feel by the end of the special. Yeah, and and I'm talking twenty twenty when this was still new. I'm talking like March to September like that, the first 6 months. That was an interesting time. That was a wild ass time. Uh
0: I don't miss it. I miss not working and making I miss
1: more not money. work Yeah, I miss not working and making more money than I ever did and I miss being able to have time with people in the way that I did. But I don't miss it cuz it was it. it was a very difficult time. But
0: on that note, I don't think, think any fucking psycho out there actually misses <laughs> yeah. Lockdown. No,
1: do not. And if you think you do, no, you don't. Stop romanticizing it. I even had the thought like, man, I do kind of miss it about, oh, I got to see Milo all the time. And we did Boba Mondays and I didn't work it. And...
0: No, 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 no. We did Boba Mondays because it kept us from
1: fucking dying. Exactly. And it was, but, you know, you remember the good stuff. You don't remember how you felt every day. Mm-hmm trying to just grapple with this. But on that note, I think we should take a break and then move on to
0: favorite and least favorite bet. Let's do that. Here's ads. And then I said, I can believe it's not butter. (laughs) My friend was telling me that he wanted to make a podcast and he can't figure it out. Like he's never heard of Anchor. Anchor is the
1: best way to start a podcast. It's free to use and provides recording and editing tools you can use straight from your smartphone or computer. When you upload to Anchor, they distribute your podcast to many platforms such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And with no minimum listenership, you can make money on your own podcast.
2: Make your own podcast with the free Anchor app or by going to anchor.fm today. Hi, I'm Milo. I'm an executive producer at Biopunk Media and the producer of Funny Stuff, the podcast you're currently listening to. Griffin and Holden are not just some of my closest friends, they're more like my brothers at this point, and I want to do everything I can to make sure that the art that they make gets seen. So with that said, Apple and Spotify care a lot about ratings and reviews for new podcasts. It tells them that people are enjoying the show, and also it tells the app to recommend Funny Stuff to new listeners. Please, please, please take a quick moment to just like and review Funny Stuff. I can't overstate how much it helps our boys. Also. Recommend Funny Stuff to your friends, your family, your mailman, your dog. There's a little bit of something in this show for everyone. Funny Stuff is still very new, and word of mouth is the best advertising there is. Last but not least, check out our new website. You can find it linked in the description of this episode or at biopunkmedia.card.co. Card Card is spelled with two R's. That's biopunkmedia.card.co for social media links, episode transcripts, and all things biopunk. And that covers it. Drink water today if you haven't. Remember that you are so loved, at least by me and probably the boys too. And enjoy the rest of the show.
0: Ad's done, and we're back.
1: If I was a baker and you asked for a dozen, I'm making thirteen because
0: fuck twelve. <laughs> 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 now <that was> <laughs> a nice, nice peak at the at the top of the second half. So, so you said that you had no least favorite bit. Genuinely, I do not have a least favorite bit. I don't know if i do either. I mean, if you want to say what's the least funny song, that's a little bit easier. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah, let's let's go with that. What is what do you think the least funny song is? Oh, probably All Eyes on Me.
1: <laughs> yeah, i think that's a pretty a pretty good contender. Yeah. For uh for least funny
0: song. So there are four songs in this that i would put on like a depressing songs playlist, mm-hmm. and these are songs that I would like listen to on like a late night drive alone, like from home from work at like three in the morning in like the summer mm-hmm. when we'd be super busy. Um, I drive home, you know, windows down, blasting these.
1: The, yeah, I know. I am getting I'm getting what your vibe is. Um, I go for, I go for, I I also go for like. Slower mm-hmm. tempoed. That's when I listen to like some good doom metal.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, but it's or psychedelic. Look who's inside again. Mm-hmm. Um, that funny feeling. All eyes on me and goodbye. I think those four are the saddest songs. But I also have very strong opinions on specifically all eyes on me and goodbye. Okay, so. Bo Burnham's uh, ending songs usually encompass, like, a lot of, of emotion. Yeah, that's... Um, they capture an emotion very, very well. So, like, at the end of what he has, uh, We Think We Know You, mm-hmm. which is, I think it's been said, as uh, it's the perfect way to describe the feeling of being an entertainer. Mm-hmm. When, yeah, that I I watched
1: what once in 2015. Mm -hmm. That song, the imagery from that song has never once fucking left my head, especially when he's like doing the he's pointing and we get these things, the we think we know you, and then he steps back and stops moving Mm -hmm. and just like lets that play for a minute. That has never left my head for a fucking second.
0: Um, and I think I said during Make Happy, um, It's it's the the final song. The Kanye, the rant is what it's called Kanye rant because <laughs> he talks about the Kanye rant. Um, it's it it kind of encompasses that like I hate my job but I'm good at my job so I'm just gonna do it. Hmm, got in a mood. Yeah. Um, all eyes on me. In my opinion, is the it is the most vulnerable that yeah any comedian has ever been on stage and he's not even on stage but yeah. it, it is it is the most vulnerable bo burnham has ever been it is the most vulnerable that i think any comedian has ever been even some musical artists i don't think have the vulnerability in that song
2: just I, that anxiety
0: like i don't know if i can agree but i definitely don't disagree the mixture, it in audio alone, it's pretty, it's 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 heavy. But when you watch the video along with it, you see, you know, it has that anxiety of all eyes on me mm-hmm. and not wanting that. Um, with the way the camera movement is done, the way that he has a projection of his of what the camera is capturing behind him. So it kind of layers. He, it gets super cacophonous at the end with the harmonies and the tritones and everything. And the fucking, uh, he vocodes his voice. It gets super, super heavy. Um, but I think goodbye his final. I think that is Bo Bruno's magnum opus. I think that is the most important song he's ever ever written. Um, I also really like the song Comedy. I like them all, really. But the yeah. song Comedy is good, and I like how Goodbye has callbacks to these comedy songs. Um, mm-hmm, specifically mm-hmm. the line, uh, fr- the lines from Comedy, which is, uh, if you wake up in a house that's full of smoke, don't panic. Call me and I'll tell you a joke. Um, and then he rephrases it in, goodbye with if I wake up in a house that's full of smoke I'll panic so call me up and tell me a joke and then the line you're really joking at a time like this um inside it it feels really what it feels like to me is Bo Burnham being angry with himself Mm -hmm. he's angry at the world he's angry at all the issues that are going on including COVID um I don't know how many of you remember 2020. I blocked out a lot of it. But 2020 <laughs> and 2021 was full of civil unrest. hmm Mostly because of COVID. Other things happened as well. Um, but. Other
1: things that, to be frank, have not really been addressed. Have not really fucking stopped
0: the last 200 years. Um but it, it definitely, like, inside feels like, especially towards the end, it feels like Bo Burnham angry with himself at the idea of, like, early 2020, him being like, I'll do comedy again. Like, that's going to be so great. I'm going to get back into the comedy thing. It, it it has that kind of idea that I think a lot of people who, who like the arts and like creative things, um, myself included, is that. We kinda need something. We need we need our art to be bigger than anything else. Mm-hmm. And that's again very narcissistic. And at times it's just not viable. <laughs> yeah. Cause you know, my dumb little poems or stupid fucking short stories or Bo Burnham's silly little songs are never gonna be more important than other things in the world. Mm-hmm. Um and we can try to capture Some eyes and get them to think about things, but especially with how media is consumed now, it's really hard for people to get the fucking message sometimes. To put a more hopeful spin on that,
1: um, I'm reminded of the novel Grendel or the novella Grendel, Mm -hmm. um, specifically the Thug Notes analysis of (laughs) Grendel. Because I've watched it a million times. But I, but I did actually read Grendel. Love Thug Notes. I also read that. Read oh, Thug was Notes was so good. I'm so upset that it that it stopped. It was so good. Wisecrack is a bunch of fucking fools. They got really libertarian at one point as well. If I remember correctly. I, they talked about libertarianism a bunch. But I don't know if they actually agreed with it or if they were just presenting it. I don't know. Um, but... You know, uh, Sparky Sweets says something about says that uh, what Beowulf represents in Grendel is like whether you sneer at the world like the dragon, or you try to fill it up with pretty lies like the Shaper. It doesn't mean anything because there's a lot more going on than us. So do what do what makes you happy. Nothing matters. Be kind. Do what makes you happy.
0: It's all chaos. Be kind.
1: It's all chaos. Be kind. To Uh, borrow
0: a phrase from. Patton Oswalt's late wife.
1: Yeah. It's all chaos. Be kind.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so what was your favorite bit song? What was your favorite? Let's just say favorite part. What was your favorite part? <sighs> That's a really tough question. I have an answer if you need to think. Yeah, you so. go ahead. Honestly, I think my favorite part was Funny Feeling. Mm. Because it's it was very understated there wasn't anything flashy about it because, you know, a lot of this special had a lot of, like, crazy lighting effects and shit that was really cool, do not get me wrong, but the fact that all that this had was a a, a light flickering like a campfire and a gobo projecting... Um, wilderness. Wilderness. It was really understated and it just, like, captured the feeling of what it's like living now.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Though I also, uh, I think it's an all eyes on me says something about how like if the world feels like it's ending, but if you look around, it already did, Yeah, yeah which yeah. was just like, which is just like, hmm, you say the whole hmm. world's ending. Not going to unpack yeah, that right now. Too depressing.
0: Yeah. So what was your favorite bit part? <sighs> okay. I have, I think I've already said enough on it, but like goodbye, I think is really just as an artistic kind of, creation I think it is super fucking great I will say comedy wise straight up comedically mm-hmm. um, my favorite part is during the song sexting it's super subtle okay Um, in the room that Bo Burnham is in there's a uh, air conditioning wall unit and throughout the entire special it's not on except during one song it's turned on during sexting <sighs> and it's at 69 degrees. Cause of course it's at 69. That's degrees. good shit. Isn't that fucking hilarious? That's good shit. That's the funniest fucking thing. I love, in the I love special. tiny touches like that. I had that pointed out to me a year ago. That and is I never stopped thinking
1: about that it. is the equivalent of Shrek 2's Hawaii five Oh joke. <laughs> we're, like, no, we're, like, we're like it's so su- it's like you didn't need to do that but like you did and that shows how much you care about this and how, how important this is to you and how you just want this to be amazing
0: so Griffin yes out of 10 depressing not funny comedy specials <laughs> What do you give <laughs> Bo Burnham's Inside? I'm going to give it an I have no fucking idea how to rate this out of 10. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As a comedy special, I am going to give it a 7. Okay. Because I think there's some really strong, funny stuff in there. Um, as just an art piece, I'm giving it a full on like 9, maybe even a 10. Just because I think as a as a performing performance art piece. As a piece of performance, as just a piece of performance art, this is... It's a 10.
1: It's incredible. Cinematography
0: it's, is great. It's written really well. Um, it's edited in a very comedic way at times, but also a very good
1: way. I actually. The funniest bit, the funniest part of the whole thing was when he did the intern song and then he did the reaction to the yeah, intern song funny. and then he had, and then the video kept going and he was reacting to that it was
0: i remember that not, was fucking brilliant my i remember my first time watching that not liking it um but i liked it a lot more this time
1: it was it was hell to listen to because of all the overlapping talking I th- but it so was I think very he's funny. He's
0: doing all that on purpose.
1: Yeah, of course. The disorientation and like Anxiety. make you feel like you're fucking crazy and yeah. shit. Absolutely. But just the concept of it is very funny. Uh, so, uh, I guess that brings us to the end of talking about the special. But before we go, Holden, what funny this week? So, and please let it be funny.
0: So, um, I had work this weekend like I do every weekend. Mm -hmm. And um, for the last time of this season, I work at a movie theater. (laughs) Um, So we have a very interesting kind of crew and there's a lot of interesting things that happen. So Sunday night, I'm there from like two o'clock to 10 o'clock and I'm an usher. So first part of my shift, totally chill. Nothing really interesting going on um theaters aren't even that bad i'm cleaning like regular i get sent on break around like 5 o'clock um we don't have a break room anymore our old break room used to be what we would do parties in birthday parties and since we started doing birthday parties in that room again and apparently according to my general manager we can't be trusted to clean fucking fuck you you jerk off um we're not allowed to take our breaks in there anymore um, which sucks because it was like a little more of a private area. It, you know, I fucking cleaned up after myself. I didn't clean up after anyone else, but whatever. Um, so now we just eat in the back room, which is where we do stuff like prep. It's where ushers hang out. It, there's a lot of storeroom there and the time clock is there. So I come back from the bubacoos that's right next to my theater with mm-hmm. a sandwich. Um, and I'm going to sit down. And there is so many people. We are super overstaffed on Saturday, on Sunday. And there's maybe like 10 people in the back room, okay. including myself. Um, I, as I always do on break, have my AirPods in. Um, so I have very clear uh, don't fucking talk to me kind of look on my face as well as AirPods, which is, I think, shields up. Mm-hmm. Um, and this fucking dumbass that I work with named Casey, who I've talked about before, um, he was the one that I made that I basically told to touch grass. (laughs) Um, He looks at me and is like, how's it going, Holden? And I just pull out both earbuds, close my eyes and look at him, and I just go, what? (laughs) so cold, Steve Austin style. (laughs) He just goes so cold, what, on his ass? I just... Because that's what I do whenever someone tries to talk to me and I have earbuds in. <laughs> Even if I hear every single word that they say, I pull out the earbuds slow and dramatically and just scream, What? You just, you just give him a stone cold Steve Austin, What? <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, I know. Um, I backed away from my mic and I still peeked. <laughs> <laughs> so so he's like, How are you doing? And I said, uh, And I literally just looked at him and I said, Leave me alone. <laughs> and I sat down and uh and he keeps talking at me. He's like, "Come on, just tell me how you're doing. Like, what would you get? What kind of sandwich is that? Is it good?" And like it, it's all becoming a bunch. There's a conversation with my manager Dan and a couple other people over there. The thing about Dan, I love Dan. He's great. Dan is just naturally super fucking loud. Mhm. Um so I can hear him over everything. My coworker Ian decides that now is a good time to be a fucking dickhead. So I'm trying to watch um there's a uh YouTube channel I like called Cinema Therapy where it's a licensed therapist and a professional filmmaker and they're best friends and they've been friends since college. Um, they talk about movies. So mm-hmm. The therapist does the the analyzation of the characters like psychologically and the film guy does the, the film stuff. Super interesting. They released a video called um, Psychology of an Antihero about Jack Sparrow. Ooh. And I was trying to watch it. Still haven't finished it. <laughs> um, and I'm trying to watch it and My coworker, Ian, every time I like press play on the video, because I'm going back and forth between like uh, I was texting someone and every time the video comes up, he like gets real close up behind me on my shoulder and makes a dumb face. And like it got to be every single time it got to the point where I like wanted to smack him. (laughs) Um, So he's doing that. And then this dumbass Casey is asking me questions. I'm getting overwhelmed by the conversation over in that general vicinity that way with Dan. And Casey's asking me another dumb question because I'm eating the sandwich. He's like, how's the sandwich? What kind of sandwich is it? And I literally just yelled so loud that the people out, the people working out there in the concessions counter <laughs> could hear me. Can I just eat my fucking sandwich in peace for the love of fucking God? And then Casey shut the fuck up and stopped talking to me, which is good because I was ready to fucking be super mean to him. But another coworker who I do not like, um, we won't say their name at the risk of them because if they find out that I don't like them they will probably like kill me or do something crazy. Do you know? Yeah. Um just like decides to like on the other side of the table like just lean over and like stay in my face to the point where it's like annoying. I'm trying to hit play on the video and Ian is right next to me and he's being a jerk. So it's just a a, a and cacophony then de- of bullshit. Yeah, and then bullshit. like someone uh my one coworker like tries to fuck with me and like pretends to reach for my fries to eat them. And then my, and then Dan looks at me and he's like, can I have a fry? And I literally said, yeah, sure. And then everyone else, can I have a fry? Can I have a fry? Can I have a fry? And I literally closed, (laughs) I turned off my video, put it in my pocket, closed my sandwich and I said screw you guys you guys are a bunch of fucking jerks and then I went up the <laughs> stairs towards the projector room and I sat on the stairs towards the projector room and ate my fucking sandwich and then when I got back from break mm-hmm. my coworker Matt who I was ushering with he's a good kid he was shit-talking me, which is a very normal occurrence <laughs> between him, him and me. We shit-talk each other all the time, and it's all in good fun. Now I just, just remember that time, you just, the way you started threatening
1: Jeremy, like, if you said, I'll it, take your rap back, Oh yeah, do about kissing. Yeah, I still do that to him.
0: <laughs> I don't know if I talked about it on this show too, but I've I've also said that I talk the way I talk to our dog Thurnus is the same way I talk to Jeremy. Cuz when I when I come home from class or work or wherever and or I just like leave my room and I see Thurnus, I just say to him, "Hi handsome. How's it going?" I do the exact fucking cadence and I call Jeremy handsome too. So I do the exact fucking thing for Jeremy. So we're we're cleaning the next theater after I get on break after I get off of break. And fucking Matt is shit talking me and Ian is being a little fucking drama queen instigator Mm -hmm. that he is. So Matt says something I don't really remember, but he's being, he's being mean to me and Ian, (laughs) Ian is down by the trash. We're in the actual theater and Ian just goes, Oh, tell him how you really feel, Matt. And I was like, well, I'm already like in for a penny in for a pound on the me being a real big baby, dramatic mental breakdown bitch today. Why not? And I was like, "Yeah, Matt, tell me how you really feel." And as I said, feel, I lifted the broom over my head and smashed it on the guardrail between the aisles. Annihilated the broom. <laughs> Fucking pieces of plastic went everywhere. The head of the broom was off of the stick. The stick was bent. Like perfect 90 degree angle. Which then gets Matt to start pissing himself laughing. He's like, oh my God, you just fucking broke a broom. You're such a fucking jerk off. And I was like, fuck you, I'm going to get another broom. I go to the Usher Closet, get another broom, and I'm coming in. Matt is still pissing himself laughing. It's been a couple minutes.
2: Right.
0: And he's calling me a jerk off again, which is now, I mean, that's already been in my lexicon, but I was calling people jerk offs all day on Saturday and Sunday. It was so fucking fun. Um... And he's like, you're such a jerk off. Why'd you break that broom? And I was had another, another broom in my hand. I was like, this is what happens when you don't let me eat my fucking sandwich in peace. And as I was saying that, I was punctuating each word by slamming the broom on the ground. And when I said in peace, I slammed it again and I bent another broom and it was ruined. And then I was like, again, in in for a pound, in for a lot more. And I thought, well, I might as well go full mental breakdown. And in my aisle, which I hadn't even swept yet, i just start going, God damn it! And start smashing the broom. This one was different. So the first one, one big hit, bam, destroyed. Uh-huh. I was hitting it harder. The head of the broom would not come off. <laughs> so by the time I was done, I broke the broomstick in half. But the broom head was still on. Pieces of plastic went everywhere. I hit it right at the joint where they connect, and I. But I still had to sweep up my aisle, so I picked up this little like curved, sharp piece of broom that was maybe a foot, and I was squatting down, swapping, <laughs> sweeping the rest of the thing, and then I was just a menace to society the rest of my shift. Oh boy! And with that,
1: so. That brings us to the end of the episode and to the end of the first year of funny stuff and the first season. And the first season. Um I know we said this It's been a real
0: humdinger.
1: A real humdinger. Uh it's I know we said this uh, around Christmas, but like this has been an amazing experience and thank you for listening. Yeah. Uh It it means the world that, you know, you're listening to our silly little jokes about our silly little podcast. And, you know, we're not stopping anytime soon. We're going to continue to bring you new shit. And we're actually going to shake up the formula a little bit because do you want to announce it? I want to announce it. So uh, Holden wants to take this special little announcement with what we're going to kick off. The next year of
0: funny stuff with. Okay. So before anything, let me also say personally, uh, thank you so much for listening to us for uh, a full year. Um, if you haven't been listening since the start, thank you for just joining. And we hope that you yeah. stick, stick around with us. Yeah. We hope that you've liked what you've heard and that you'll keep listening. Yeah. Um. So we're shaking it up next week because next week we start season two. And in season two, we're still going to be doing uh, stand-up specials. We're going to be doing mostly specials. Mostly specials, business as usual. Um, but about once every month, maybe a little less, maybe a little more, depending on how we, we feel. We're thinking once a month.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, we are going to be covering comedy films, movies. And we're kicking it off strong with the 2006, I think is when it came out. Box office hit, it wasn't, it bombed so hard. <laughs> it was a massive bomb. The Love Guru, starring Mike Myers, Jessica Alba. Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake. <laughs> Vern, Troyer, who, Vern Troyer, who is uh, Mini-Me if you don't know the name. Uh, yeah, so we're going to be covering movies now, uh, and we're starting next next week with The Love Guru. Um, Holden has been sitting on. He told me we've about been sitting a long time on this ago. since like maybe episode ten.
1: Yeah, Holden is we we had to be like we have to at least finish a year. We can't shake up the the formula so quickly. I've been
0: edging for a year. <laughs> and I finally got to bust that nut.
1: <laughs> I
0: busted my love guru nut. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it.
1: Stop. Oh god, I want to fucking die yeah, right now. It's
0: too funny, can't cut it out oh, of the episode. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh also, I think we should give another little thank you if you've made it this far through this episode It, it, it was I know we, we mentioned last week that our episodes are generally getting longer but this one was also a, a little bit of a difficult one because it was such a heavy topic mm. but uh yeah next week we will be back with the love Guru. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, great thoughts, personal epiphanies, requests or recommendations, feel free to reach out to us at funnystuff.pod at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at funny.stuff.pod. Hold where can they find you? you
0: can find me on Twitter at donutdaddy. I'll spell it one more time for the season. D-O-U-G-H-N-U-T underscore D-A-D-D-Y.
1: And once again, thank you so much for listening for a whole year. And we'll hopefully see you next time on The Clown Show. Bye-bye. See you in
0: season two.